Here's your host, Alex Garrett. Hey guys, well, if you've listened to Alex Garrett podcasting last night, you know I shared something from the Wisdom app, and yeah, I'm going to be doing the live talks there because it seems to be getting an audience, and of course, you can catch the archive on this podcast, Alex Garrett podcasting. But find me at AGWise91 on the Wisdom, uh, the Wisdom app. Uh, but before I get to that talk from earlier today, I wanted to point out a couple things I did not uh, in the earlier portion of the recording. First of all, the fact that Russians are actually fighting back against their own government. Remember, their economy stinks. They don't want this. And... The government doesn't care. But they're taking the streets in Moscow and elsewhere and being arrested for it. But you know what? It's beautiful to see Russian, the Russian people speaking out against their own government. They're not afraid. For many decades, we've been told they're afraid to speak out because they'll be killed. This is, but they're not afraid. They're speaking out. And, and that is a huge deal. Also, in what could be the biggest moment right now, the international community, United States included, has said they are not going to put Russia as part of the global banking system SWIFT. So economic sanctions are happening. There is a lot of punishment Russia is facing in an already depleted economy. I think we're going to come out of this saying, asking ourselves, Vladimir Putin, what were you thinking? At least I hope that's the, the, the question we have to ask. What were you thinking? And so, with that being said, a Ukraine rally happened today in Times Square. So much support around the globe, not just in the United States. And, uh, and it's, it's prayerful that they themselves have been able to defend themselves against Russia. They are not Mother Russia, uh, Vladimir Putin. Ukraine will not let you take them over. I I believe that. I am seeing that. And these things to remove you from this banking system, SWIFT, that's a huge deal. That was breaking since I did this talk. But enjoy my latest wisdom talk uh, from the Wisdom app, at Join Wisdom app on uh, Twitter. And welcome inside to another wisdom session if you will, I'm Alex Garrett, live on Wisdom, AGYs91. We'll see, I might go a few minutes here beyond yesterday, but got a lot to talk about. First of all, if you're in New York City right now, there are a few things you should know. Um, we are open to welcoming Ukrainian refugees, according to Kathy Hochul. The landmarks have been in Ukrainian uh, colors, you know, the colors of Ukraine in support of Ukraine. And, and there are multiple outlets where you could truly support Ukraine. You know, there is a Ukrainian American population here, as noted by uh, Mayor Adams, noted by so many different people. And uh, of course, there are protests going on in honor, in favor of. Ukraine. There's restaurants, a Ukrainian East Village restaurant to check out. And there are five ways, according to Time Out New York, how you can help 
Ukraine right now. The biggest one to me is supporting Ukrainian businesses. The biggest population of Ukrainian residents in the city is the New York's East Village. In fact, there's one from that same area that is stuck in Ukraine right now due to Russia's invasion. And I'll get more to that in a minute. But I've got to just say, um, you got to go to Ukrainian East Village Restaurant and Streetcha. Other neighborhoods in Brooklyn, like Brighton Beach and Sheepside Bay have their own spots, including the Golden Leo, the Rondell, and then there's Verenic House. Uh, We can donate to the Ukraine Red Cross, Nova Ukraine, Sunflower for Peace, United Help Ukraine, Doctors Without Borders, and UNICEF, but you know what? The UN allowing the Russian security on the Russian Security Council feels corrupt, and I don't know. I can try and differentiate UNICEF from Russia, and I believe we have to help every cause possible. By the way, the United States adding three hundred fifty billion more, or fifty million dollars more in defense aid for the Ukraine as they are holding their own. And that's a huge deal. The Ukrainians are holding their own in Kiev. They've not been taken over as was predicted because Zelensky and the Ukrainian forces are doing their best to defend their nation. And man, oh man, if this country could be fanatical for defending our nation too, I would be extremely happy. What do I mean by that? I mean, if we were fanatics, and by the way, fanatics, sports apparel, and I are connected. I mean, they give me fan cash to advertise with them. Maybe we'll have more opportunities on the road. But if we were as fanatical as we are about sports, we should be fanatical for reason and principle and morality in this situation. We should not be criticizing Ukrainian civilians for arming themselves, I think that's what needed to be done. We should be cheering them, cheering that. We should be encouraging that here. If something ever happened here again, we should be able to defend ourselves. Should we not? Should we not? I think so. I definitely think so. But unfortunately, there's a sector that says, well, Ukrainian civilians shouldn't be arming themselves because they're gun control advocates. And I guess it may sound wise to have gun control, but when you're being bombarded by an enemy, you have to have some sort of defense system and not just the troops, but your own people. And that's what Ukraine is doing. That's how they've been able to defend their capital of Kiev. Boldness. Boldness on display over there. And so, yeah, if you're in New York City, check out those different restaurants I mentioned just a couple minutes ago. And if you're nationwide, just show up and support Ukraine in any way possible. And maybe your state will accept refugees from Ukraine because, you know, this is not. We shouldn't close down ourselves. We should be an open country 
not to the point of totally open borders, but in this situation, we have to open our our country up to those suffering in Ukraine right now. So I totally agree with this idea to let refugees in. But why did I choose uh, talking about fanatics and sports and then real life? Well, 13 years ago, about, I started my Sports Hour podcast, which you can find at Alex Garrett Podcasting. And sports is in my blood. It's in my veins. It's it's everything I want to talk about and more. But as I got older and I saw that, you know, life, life is impacting us way more than a final score does. I started to feel like, well, how can I, as someone who pays taxes, alert others to the way our taxes are being used? that they may not be hearing on the mainstream. So that's where it started. And then obviously the last eight years have been quite a tenuous time. And now I really feel like going to talk about more than just sports is is going to be beneficial in the long run. And as I mentioned yesterday, with the adaptability as well. Adaptability is so much more important than who won yesterday's Ranger game. You know what I mean? That's how I feel. And and so while I enjoy talking fanatics sports and fanatics Friday and, and all that other stuff, you can check that out at my Instagram, AlexGNYC1. I also really enjoy speaking up about the disabled community because I do roll a blade on one leg around New York City. I do enjoy speaking up about how we could be better as a nation. I do. It just, when I take a reflection of it, it astounds me that that kid who did sports 13 years ago or more can also, I wouldn't say discuss national security, but discuss things that are truly impacting, being willing to make those, have those real conversations. Because we all know life is bigger than sports, is it not? And this week, has proven it. And not just Ukraine, by the way. We saw Phil Mickelson, speaking of sports, lose four sponsors because he said, well, I'm, I know that Saudi Arabia has committed all these atrocities, but I'm still going to take the money and I'm still going to be pro- part of their golf tour because the PGA Tour is whatever. You know, it, it's... He didn't get it. He was... He was deaf, tone deaf, if you will, as someone put it to me. So, Mickelson losing sponsors proves that sports is bigger. Life is bigger than sports. The Olympics just finishing, and they condemned this act because, do you know this? Do you know this, by the way? Uh, Someone alerted me to this. There is... A Olympic truce, which began seven days before the start of the Olympic Games on February 4th, and ends seven days after the closing of the Paralympic Games. So the Paralympics are still going on, and they say Russia has condemned uh, Russia should be condemned 
for breaching the Olympic truce. You know why else? Because they found ways around being banned by the IOC to make themselves a nation that participates. And their 15-year-old skater was found to have been doping and was still allowed to compete. So IOC, you're saying a 15-year-old figure skater, and there's a big difference, I know. But you should have condemned Russia for cheating on the Olympics also. But this is where life is bigger than sports, because in the sports world, that is what it is. When you start bombing a country, of course, that makes it beyond just the ice rink, the luge, hockey. By the way, I don't know if you were in tune with this, but 2020, the pandemic fears at the time in February, totally wiped out what should have been an incredible year to honor the anniversary of the Miracle on Ice when we beat Russia in Lake Placid in 1980. That 40th anniversary was totally wiped out because of COVID and the front line and and the headlines of it. So it was, COVID ruined a lot of things and a lot of missed opportunities. And And, you know, that was the biggest reminder before this. That was the biggest reminder, life is bigger than sports. Because COVID, around March, when the Big East tournament happened here in New York, when the NCAA tournaments were supposed to be happening, shut everything down because people's players' safety was more important than, say, actual making money off the players through TV and everything. They made sacrifices to lower that curve in March of 2020. And that, while it seemed to have dragged on after that, and it did, that was huge. Now, I know maybe some are tuning in for expert analysis, but I I just talk. Talk about what's on my mind at the time. Talk about why I believe that we should be fanatics for bringing truth into this life, for bringing updates into this world on what's going on in Ukraine. And not just sit and wonder why, whether Tom Brady's going to retire. I mean, I actually couldn't believe it this week. CBS Sports, CBS 2, cut away from arguably the most important couple of days this week to air Premier League soccer. I'm sorry if those listening are Premier fans, but to me, that wasn't a quote-unquote, wise decision. Because in all honesty, why would you want to cut away from the developments over and over again that were were continuing when you really should have just, uh, I don't know, stuck to what was happening in Kiev, in Ukraine, but for a few days, They cut out and went to soccer. During the week, I was very shocked about that. And again today, I mean, they have to pay the bills, right? So they're playing college basketball. And in a way, it's sort of weird to see the juxtaposition. Some networks have their eye on on the capital in Kiev. 
others have their eye on what's going on in college basketball because, or hockey, or or NBA, because they're paid to carry those games. So I wonder if something really truly happened in Ukraine, how they would break out. Would they do breaking news? How would they do it? Because the minute, if and when Kiev falls, if or when, that, that will be broadcast nationally and during uh, a sporting event, most likely. But thank God that hasn't happened yet. Thank God that the Ukrainian people have resolved. Thank God that New York City is stepping in and New York State is welcoming Ukrainian refugees because that is just what we do here in America. We bring in those who are fleeing suffering. Truthfully, I would like to see it happen more legally at the border, but for the Ukrainian crisis, absolutely bring them in. We need them here. Uh, we, we should allow them here, I mean, to, to have a home. Now, what happens in the next few... Oh, and by the way, the other, the other big story, which, again... A sports guy talking about all this. I didn't think I'd be in this situation to update any listener on what's going on in the world. But I think there is wisdom in that in these updates. Because maybe you didn't know that NATO just deployed for the first time in our history. And the history of NATO have begun deploying troops. And it's it's kind of interesting that that's never happened before. It's the first ever NATO response force activation. 7,000 U.S. troops activated Thursday in response to Russia's invasion of Ukraine where they will go to Germany but could spread out as where NATO is determined. 7,460 troops we have in NATO territory, Poland included. This is big stuff. This is huge. And why I don't know if I got an update on that was kind of surprising because NATO activating itself to defend is huge. And I do believe the West has sat on their hands during this whole thing. I do believe the United States leadership has amazingly let Putin take Crimea, take Georgia, and now is telling Ukraine, we'll send you money, but we will not physically defend ourselves because that is not our conflict, basically, is what President Biden said this week. And at the same time as people at the same time, people are saying, well, this is how Germany spread around annexing Austria and other countries to become Nazi Germany expanded. If we know our history, we should also know that the US unfortunately did not get involved with it until we were bombed on December seventh, nineteen forty one. So this could be a chance to break the pattern of uninvolvement unless it affects us. This could be a chance to truly step in and say, no, 
We are done being afraid of Russia. We are done. And maybe you don't think I'm wise enough to, to, to say this, but we, we should be saying we are done. We are absolutely fed up. We are are, are not going to sit by and watch human beings be bloodied, be killed for doing what to Russia? Nothing. Nothing. They're just trying to live. President Zelensky is trying to live his life. And Putin wants to just take it over because he feels it's a heritage thing, firstly, I believe. And the West, every country in the West is sitting on their hands with the troops on the sidelines, still waiting to see what happens. See if Putin does try and expand into NATO territory. But that should be on the back burner. The big question here is, what should we do for Ukraine? Are the sanctions enough? Are the military dollars, the money, the $350 million we're sending them enough? That has yet to be determined. That has yet to be determined. The other reason why I want to talk about this is because um, the sports side took a backseat because my job impacted the way I received information. I'm in radio as an engineer seven days a week, it feels like. I have produced shows on radio. And there, being up to the minute, having to be up to the minute with the news, changed my opinions on a lot of things. And that's the ultimate transformation, is that the growth from a little college radio station to now the Wisdom app, per se. Spreaker, Apple, Spotify. I mean, those didn't happen overnight, or it didn't happen for nothing. It's because... I adapted myself. I said, I would love to be in sports. I still want to be a play-by-play guy. That's true. But I also want to be someone that can give you stories of the biggest issues that should be trending, but aren't. Stories and people that should be trending, but aren't. And maybe... You have a story that you could drop me, Alex, alexgenyc.com, that we can thoroughly discuss on Wisdom, on Spreaker, on the podcast, Alex Garrett Podcasting. Because I'm always looking. I'm always trying to figure out a way that these podcasts can mean something for years to come. And a sports story, though I wish baseball was open, See, I can always delve back into the sports world. Though I wish baseball was open and unlocked, those stories can wait a minute. Because we're seeing firsthand on our TV screens how life truly is bigger than sports. We saw it during COVID and we're seeing it during here. And we really haven't caught a break yet in three years. Think about that. We haven't caught one single break 
in three, four years. It's just about one after another, after another, after another. And it's getting tiring, isn't it? Maybe not for you, but for me, I would like to see normalcy. I would like to see people back out on the streets, not having to protest or anything, just enjoying life. That's what I want to see again. That's what I miss. The emptiness of the New York of New York City where I'm out of is real. It feels real a lot of the time. There's only pockets where it's actually filled out. And those pockets are always busy. But we can be even more busy in the city known as New York, where I'm out of, where I'm talking to you from here on Alex Garrett Podcasting. AGY is 91. I might change the username. I don't feel that always that wise. So if you have any suggestions, let me know. But yeah, this this has been on my mind for a bit. Because I, I was excited to share my own transformation on how I went from a sports geek to literally digging in and saying, hey, things have to be changed. Things have to be um, fought for. Things have to be advocated for. And using my niche adaptability, I feel like we can advocate a lot. Advocate for accessibility on the subways. Did you ever, are you sick and tired of constantly hearing to mask up wherever you are listening from? Yet, that might be federal law, but having accessibility on the subway is federal law as well. Federal law as well. So while we can be pushed to mask up, be threatened to mask up, shouldn't the MTA and other establishments who are pushing this announcement after announcement be also telling, be also held accountable for the lack of accessibility on their transportation systems? Because that's a law too, the ADA? I think so. I don't think it's wrong to hold them accountable for completely pushing that narrative of masking up and the federal law, but ignoring the idea that they're not following federal law by having elevators out of service, having elevators fixed, having elevators just not working entirely. That's that's wrong. Because there's no alternative for someone in a wheelchair or even getting a tough time getting around to go next. It's an Uber ride, which the MTA should reimburse if an elevator isn't working here in New York City. So there's so much change that could be done through blogging, through podcasting, through live streams like this one that you guys are making a difference on with your app, with your live streams, by the way, I noticed all the notifications popping up. It's very cool to see how collaborative the Wisdom app is. I might just jump on and, and join a discussion. And you can join me too. Um, 
for sure to talk about all this because I think we have to team up. We have to be a team. We have to collaborate. How can we get ideas out there that are more than just a sports score on my podcast, Sports Hour with Alex here? How can we truly, truly make a difference? You've got ideas. The next person down the block's got the ideas, but we've got to find a forum to talk about them. And I feel the wisdom app bringing that wisdom on, bringing that idea, those ideas together in one space is a brilliant idea. So stay with me here at AGYs91 on Wisdom. Join the Wisdom app. is on Twitter and Instagram. And I'm at AlexGNYC1 on Instagram and Twitter. And yes, I've got a TikTok. I do do those as well. So come join this journey. Let's make a difference together. Let's collaborate. Let's see what we can do to fix things for the better. Because my Fanatics Friday, even though it's Saturday, message Friday, Fanatics Friday message is this. We can love sports, but we should also love bringing out the realities of the world so that if we have them on the table, we can see what needs changing, where, how can we adapt to it once and for all and push things along for the better. Have a great rest of your weekend. I'm Alex Garrett, Alex Garrett Podcasting, and more, where we're always adapting.